proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to throw a proper anniversary party. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, it's our fourth anniversary. First, we discuss a couple games we've played recently, like The Exit, the game series. Then, we look back on four years of blitzing across the podcast airwaves, and we get to hear from some of our favorite Blitzketeers. And now, here are your hosts, Ambi and Crystal. Okay, Ambi, I'm really excited to hop into the main part of today's episode, but mm-hmm. we got we got to talk about some board games that we've played recently. And yeah. in fact, by happy coincidence, you and I played the same games recently. <laughs> yeah, that's super exciting. Even that's though we like didn't play very, together. <laughs> yeah, we didn't play it together. But yeah. it, it rarely happens that you and I play a new game around the same time unless yeah. we are playing it together. And since we don't see each other in person that often, that's not common. <laughs> yeah. So the games that we played were the Exit, the game series. <laughs> we played a couple of them. So the the new, well, I guess they're not as new anymore because the new one's coming out, but they came out in last year, I think. There's Exit, the game, the House of Riddles, the Haunted Roller Coaster, and the Catacombs of Horror. And I played all three of them, and Crystal, you did not play the Haunted Roller Coaster, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So I got review copies of the other two, um, but mm-hmm. I didn't get the Haunted Roller Coaster, although I'm really curious to hear about that one because mm-hmm. I love roller coasters. In fact, so- fun side like tangent, when I was a kid, I had a book, like it was a you know young adult literature thing, and it was called The Beast. And it was a like kids horror novel about a haunted roller coaster in <laughs> I think it like it was supposed to be in like Cedar Fair in Ohio or mm-hmm. something like that. I'd be curious if any of our listeners read The Beast. And I feel like there were sequels to that book too, but I loved that book when I was a kid. So haunted roller coasters are something that I have weirdly always been <laughs> interested in. Okay. So first, let's talk about the Catacombs of Horror, because it's a little bit different than some of the other exit games. Yeah. It's the first one that's a two-part one, I think. So it comes in a bigger box. Usually the exit games are like a smallish box, and you take an hour to solve them. But the Catacombs of Horror is double the size and double the length, so it's two hours. And it has two parts. Like, you can split up in the middle. It tells you you can take a break if you want, and then take the second part which is what we did. And I played it two players all at once. So Mm. we played it all in one sitting. I don't, I think it took us, oh gosh, I don't remember what our final time was. I think it did take us right around two hours, if I remember correctly. We we ended up getting six out of 10 stars though, because we had to use some hints. Yeah, we used hints. Our total time was one hour, 55 minutes, but then we like still got a good score. Yeah, so this was probably like one of the hardest exit games that I've played I think agreed agreed like intensely like (laughs) the puzzles in this one were more difficult and not just some some of the exit games have puzzles that I've had I've struggled to solve but it was more a matter of me than the puzzle Mm -hmm, this one had puzzles that were legitimately more difficult in my opinion yeah they, they were more difficult and I think it's rated like four on the difficulty scale I think it might have actually been four and a half. I think it was like, okay. Yeah. I might have not seen that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, uh, I, it was also pretty thematic, I think, for an exit game. And and there were some scary parts. (laughs) I would agree. No, this one felt, in my opinion, very thematic. And I think they utilized 
the components that were included with the game in really mm-hmm. interesting and unique ways. Obviously, again, yeah. we're discussing all of this without spoilers, so it's kind of hard to be specific. But there were definitely aspects of this exit game that I haven't seen in any other escape room game, let alone an exit game. Yeah, yeah. So that was really neat. Uh, I I actually liked the first part better than the second part, I think. Just because like in the second part, we, we were doing some grunt work that we didn't actually need to do (laughs) because we were like because we didn't have like everything for a puzzle or we did have everything for a puzzle and we thought that we were supposed to solve another puzzle first right so that sometimes happens we did yeah we we struggled at one point where we thought we were supposed to do one thing and we were actually supposed to do something else and yeah Yeah. so doing stuff out of order (laughs) and then we also cheated a little bit without realizing it because we had solved Mm -hmm. one thing and we it's not that we forgot to take the components but like we messed something up Mm -hmm. and we couldn't quite figure out how so we had to kind of backtrack a little bit and figure it out but I think I think it was on us not the game yeah but I really enjoyed it ditto I think thematically and I think the story in this one felt a little less cheesy than some of the other exit scenarios, uh, one of which we'll be discussing in just a moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it was more scary. So I guess on BGG it says age 16 plus. So the age requirement, though, is not necessarily because of the content. There is a, uh, this is not a spoiler, it's in the list of included components. There's a candle in the game. And mm-hmm. since it does involve open flame, I think the age requirement has to be bumped up because of that as well. Oh, that makes sense. Because this is definitely yeah. not but, a toy, basically. <laughs> but the story is also kind of like scary. It would be scary for for sure a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's <laughs> definitely very scary stuff in it. But like, I would say a 14 year old would probably yeah, yeah. be fine. Yeah, it looks like uh, voting on it says 12 plus. So that, that's fine. yeah, that, that fits, I think, a little bit more. <laughs> Obviously, don't leave your children with open flames if you, you know, whatever, but like all of that. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole warning saying like, don't don't light the candle except for the puzzle where it's used in. <laughs> I know, I got paranoid about the candle. I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you and I both really enjoyed this one? Yes. Yeah, I would recommend this one highly. I think mm-hmm. theme-wise, content-wise, puzzle-wise, this one mm-hmm. kind of hits on all cylinders. Yes. But if it's your first escape room game, then do another one first because it's pretty difficult, I think. Yes, agreed. <laughs> which which is actually is a good segue into The House of Riddles. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> <laughs> this, I think, was rated a difficulty two star on their box or something. I believe that is correct. Although... It seems like a one star. <laughs> yes, this one, less puzzles total. Mm-hmm. And m- like some of the puzzles were so easy that I actually doubted the answer. Like, <laughs> you know, like you have that moment where you're like, well, it can't be that because that's too simple. And then it is that. And you're like, oh, yeah. But for the record, I don't necessarily mind easy puzzles because sometimes mm-hmm. it kind of makes me feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I look at how smart I am solving these puzzles so quickly. <laughs> yeah, so this one, um, Toby and I played all three of these together. So same group, same playing all of them. And this one we finished really quickly. <laughs> I still enjoyed it, though. It was the type of game that exit game that I don't enjoy as much because it was um, linear. Very linear. <laughs> and, and so it, it felt like a beginner game like introducing people to the exit series because it kind of like 
told you, oh, this is how you do it, and like the next one is here. <laughs> yeah, and and also the story was not. Um, <laughs> the story <laughs> is very story was... silly and ridiculous, yeah. and not in like it wasn't intended to be silly. I don't think it's just. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like the story. <laughs> um, although there is a fun surprise at the end of the scenario that like is cute. Oh yeah. Yeah, that that also made it seem like for kids. Yeah. And I think it would be good for kids. You know, this one, I think, agree. I think it's good for kids. And if you aren't, like, if puzzle solving isn't one of your, like, big strengths, I think this is a good one. It's it's a nice, set, yeah. uh, like, introduction to the series. And it's still enjoyable. Like, even though the puzzles were easy, I still enjoyed playing through this one. Yeah, me too. So. Yeah. Cool. And also, like, there's some cutting of things. And I like arts and crafts. So, um... <laughs> this one, you know what? Actually, that's a good point. This one had a couple of puzzles that even like one of them was really unique and a little mm-hmm. bit difficult. And it was one of those mo- like I love those moments in escape room games where you figure it out and you just kind of like <gasps> like kind of gasp, mm-hmm. like you're just surprised at how a thing works. And this one did that at least once for me. Yeah, me too. And I- actually, all three of these games had like some interesting, neat puzzles. It, like that I hadn't seen before and using things in different ways that I liked. So I, I liked all three, I guess, spoilers for, because <laughs> I haven't talked about the haunted roller coaster yet, but I can talk about it now. Yeah, I want to hear about <laughs> it. Yeah. So the haunted roller coaster was another linear one and it was also easy. I think maybe a little less easy than the house of riddles, but I liked the story a lot better. It, it was more thematic <laughs> than the house of riddles. And I think the puzzles were slightly more interesting but it still had like the linear and it still seemed like an intro escape room game for like a family with kids, um, more s- still some like arts and crafts and stuff. So I have to know one thing and you can choose not to answer if it would be spoilery, mm-hmm. but are you, do you get to ride the roller coaster during the scenario? I don't remember. <laughs> I think it's like you might start out riding it and then you're inside it or something. Interesting. Yeah, so it obviously wasn't as thematic as the Catacombs of Horror, but I also I played it um, like last month, so okay, it's been a while. <laughs> no, that's cool. I definitely want to pick that one up, and I think we've we've discussed our thoughts on the escape room games in the past, and mm-hmm. of the of the series of escape room games that have lots and lots of different titles, Exit mm-hmm. is still my favorite, hands down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I've played any exit game that I came away from disappointed. I There have been mm-hmm. moments of frustration. My favorite uh, system is still the um, escape room in a box system, but they only have two boxes. So I think exit kind of edges out that in only that there are so many good uh, exit games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I still haven't played the escape room in a box ones. Uh, I, I need to- we honestly, we should make that happen. I mm-hmm. like... I think I would, I really just want to hear your thoughts on them. (laughs) Yeah. So those were Exit, the Catacombs of Horror, Exit, the Haunted Roller Coaster, and Exit, the House of Riddles. Yep. Ambi, (laughs) we've been making board game blitz for four years. I know. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary (laughs) to you too. I... Every year, I say I can't believe it, and it's still true, <laughs> for me at least. <laughs> like, it, it's been almost five years since we started talking, 
Because we yeah. started talking the summer of 2015. Like, you and I did not know each other at all before that. Like, and now you're one of my best friends, and I love the stuff that we get to make together. And some of the stuff that we make is pretty silly. Would you agree with that? <laughs> silly in an awesome way. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and to that end, we have created something for, in celebration of our fourth anniversary. <laughs> What's funny is this is an idea that I came up with how long ago? Like, I feel like it was a couple was, years ago. Yeah, I think it was at least a couple years. <laughs> like I had, so Ambie and I both love song parodies, obviously. I'm a Weird Al Yankovic fan. Ambie is a beautiful singer and does lots of uh, Disney and board game related song parodies. And I love musicals. Ambie does too. Um, and the musical Rent is one of my favorites. So like a long time ago, I was like, oh, we should do a parody of Take Me or Leave Me for Rent. And like, you know, we're fighting about the types of games we like to play. And uh, Ambie kindly took over helping me write the lyrics at some point. And guess what? Over on our YouTube channel right now is a music video for <laughs> our parody of Take Me or Leave Me. It's great. It's honestly, it's. It's really, really fun. So please go to the Board Game Blitz YouTube channel right now. Like, I would never tell you to leave one of our episodes. Well, I would maybe sometimes tell you. But, like, legitimately, go watch it right now because I have... And then please click the share button. Share it on Twitter, on Facebook, on wherever you share things with people. I want as many people as possible to see how ridiculous it is. We made fools out of ourselves. And I am so excited for everyone to see that. Okay, so did you watch the music video? Are you are you back? Did you did you see it? Did you love it? Is it great? It's great, right? Okay, we can we can we can hop into the rest of the episode now. I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks for thanks for stopping and doing that. Hi, this is Future Ambie here. We forgot to mention in the episode, but we're also going to have a karaoke night to celebrate our anniversary. So on May 30th on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv/boardgameblitz, we will be streaming. Starting at 6 p.m. Pacific, I believe, we'll be doing karaoke night. And you all can join us if you want. It will be using Twitch Sings, which is a singing program. Uh, we might be streaming during the day, too, just other random stuff. Uh, we're not sure yet, but keep an eye out on our social media to see updates on that. So come join us for karaoke on May 30th. So for our anniversary episode here, we don't always do something special here on the podcast for the anniversary, but we usually do. Our first anniversary, which was episode 28, we did a Battle of Blitz, which was kind of a like parody or style parody of the Battle of Wits from Flip the Table. If you all haven't listened to that episode, you should go back and listen to it. It's a lot of fun. Then for our second anniversary, we didn't do anything here on the podcast, but we did release our top 100 games of all time for the first time on our YouTube channel. So that was back in 2018. Then a year ago, Ambie put together an audio escape room and Cassidy came back for that. And the, uh, the two of us went through the escape room together in episode 79. Uh, and if you've never heard an audio escape room before, you are missing out. Our friends over at Escape This Pod were kind of the inspiration for that episode. And they make really amazing audio escape rooms that you should yeah. definitely go listen to. <laughs> I've actually considered trying to run one of their escape rooms for like friends or mm. things. And I've never done it, but I kind of want to. Yeah, that's... So yeah, so this episode, we considered some things that a lot of podcasts do, like a clip show where we kind of pull in clips from old episodes, or maybe getting people to submit stuff like other podcasters, but we wanted to do something a little bit different. 
And I kind of just wanted to not necessarily reminisce, but just like really like consider and think about and talk about what the podcast has meant to us and what we think has been, what has come of it. Like what, you know, for us personally, for board games as a whole in our lives and the board game community, because I do think in some small way, maybe we've affected something larger than ourselves. Yeah, like four years is is a long time. And, and I feel like we've grown a lot over those years as board gamers and podcasters. Like we started out. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you listened to episode one today, didn't you? I, I just started listening to it and it was like, wow. <laughs> and I still, I've said this a hundred times over the years, but I still contend that our episode one is better than a lot of podcast episode ones, but it's still yeah. real bad. <laughs> we And honestly, though, I think part of that was because you and Cassidy and I, we did not know each other. Really. Yeah. Like, it, to be able to speak to someone, especially over the internet, if you don't have that natural flow and rhythm to a conversation, it can make things even more awkward. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty awkward until... It took a while for us to get, like, a good rhythm. And then we didn't meet in person until, or like all three of us didn't meet in person until like a year. Yeah, I think it was a year after we started the show when the three of yeah. us were finally like in the same room at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Which is, and a lot of people were shocked by that, which is good yeah. that they thought like, oh, we thought you guys were friends. No, we're, we were not. <laughs> but we are now. <laughs> yep. That's all you have to do to become friends with somebody. You start a podcast yeah. with them, apparently. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, maybe the opposite could happen too, but thankfully that was not the case for us. <laughs> so speaking of Cassidy, if any of you uh, are newer to the show, you might not know who Cassidy is. Cassidy was one of the original hosts of the show when it started in 2016. And then in episode 45, that was her last episode, aside from a couple of other appearances. She's uh, come back for a couple episodes here and there. So if I'm talking about Cassidy, that's who that is. Uh, she's wonderful and awesome and always a host emeritus of our show. <laughs> yeah. So some of the more meaningful episodes that we've released over the years, I kind of wanted to give a little shout out to. I made a larger list of episodes that I think are really neat, but I think we've done some really, we've touched on some serious issues and some mm -hmm. topics that not all podcasts cover. And I'm really proud of stuff like that. So some examples of that, um, episode 49, um, we did global gaming. We talked about games uh, that are surrounding or from other cultures, not in America. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a topic that doesn't get discussed enough. And honestly, I would like to talk about that more here on our show. Episode 51 uh, was titled Influence and Responsibility. And we talked about board game media's responsibility to consumers of media and what our kind of ethics were in how we podcast and especially us getting a sponsor for the show. We wanted to make sure everyone understood what that relationship was about. And honestly, Gray Fox Games has been such a wonderful sponsor for us. Mm -hmm. um, and we hope that you all help support them. And to that end, I'll give you a little sneak peek. In our <laughs> next episode, Gray Fox Games is starting a new thing with us, and you all are going to be getting something really cool from Gray Fox Games. So make sure you listen to our next episode to hear that. Then in episode 64, which was titled Gaming for Good, we talked about a whole bunch of charities related to both board games and video games. And I think that is also a topic that doesn't get touched on enough. Board gamers and video gamers, gamers at large, do a lot of good for 
other people. Like they do, a, they support a lot of different charities and there are a lot of charities kind of centered around gaming. And we were able to highlight a bunch of those back in that episode. And I would love to do something like that again at some point. Yeah, that was fun. And that was another episode that Cassidy came back for. Yeah, she um, she does a lot of work with um, organizations mm-hmm. in her area. So that was really neat to have her join us mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And then the last one that I will highlight here, uh, episode 82, which has very special meaning to me uh, as a member of the LGBTQ community. uh, And that was our Pride in Gaming episode. We celebrated Pride Month by highlighting board game content creators, designers, and artists who are part of the LGBTQ community. And that one, I honestly, I really love that episode. So I, I highly recommend episode 82 if you all haven't listened to that one either. So over the last four years, how has the podcast like affected you in your life or just anything, I guess? <laughs> That's actually a really interesting question. So we started the podcast in 2016, and that is right after I started a new job. My The job that I'm currently at, in fact, I started the fall before we started the podcast. And as part of that job, I occasionally have to present things I've been working on to the executives in my company. And my coworkers, my bosses, like everybody has said that my public speaking skills are amazing. Like ever since we started the podcast, I've become more well-spoken. I guess I think I've always been somewhat well-spoken, but I think I'm better off the cuff. I don't say um and uh as much because you kind of have to self-edit. We still do that occasionally. Everyone does. But I'm, my brain edits that stuff out more than it used to. (laughs) Yeah, you're way more conscious of saying um and uh when when you hear it repeated back to you. (laughs) Yeah, in those early episodes, even like you were editing out a lot of stuff and it's still like, you can tell we were not confident or not as confident. Yeah, I've also gotten a lot better at, speaking but not as much as I had hoped originally but then I also am no longer working so it doesn't matter as much um, but <laughs> but I think I think part of the reason why my speaking hasn't improved as much is because I know I can magically edit if I mess up so so if I mess up I just start over <laughs> but I've gotten a lot better at describing and talking about board games which is a lot of what I do now when I'm talking with friends or anything because that's my main hobby I would so, agree good there yeah no I I think I'm more thoughtful about how I think about and judge games mm-hmm. especially but honestly I think I'm more thoughtful about how I approach other forms of entertainment and media as well I think I am better about not making snap opinions about things and I don't know if the podcast is I don't think the podcast is the sole reason for that, (laughs) but I do think it has contributed. It makes me realize that if you are speaking in a public space where other people will hear you, you should be somewhat thoughtful about what you're saying because it could affect other people. If we talk Mm -hmm. badly about a game, for instance, like that could negatively affect a, you know, a publisher or a designer, or it could just make somebody feel bad. And I, I don't ever want to make someone feel bad. I'm allowed to think a game isn't for me, but I think we try to always find the good in whatever we're talking about. And I really appreciate that we do that. Yeah. And like over the years, 
at least for me, my tastes in games have like changed. No, not as much changed, but evolved kind of like, well, this probably would happen without having a podcast (laughs) just because it's more noticeable though, I think because of the podcast. Yeah. What's funny is I was looking at the about us page on the website, which we wrote before starting the podcast. And I haven't updated. Oh, <laughs> but, no. But mine, mine, I, d- I d- hadn't played 18xx before the podcast. And so it was like talking about the games I used to play before that. And I used to play a lot of two-player games with Toby. And <laughs> we like, we don't play as many two-player games anymore because we like, since we started playing 18xx games, those are three or more players is what you want. And we haven't had as much time for the other games that we used to play. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> I, and I, we did an episode, I don't remember what episode number it was, but we did an episode called The Verts, where we talked about like my extra version and your intro version. Mm-hmm. And I do think oh, yeah. that you and I have both kind of gotten closer to the middle at times where we needed to. Like I've mm-hmm. learned how to kind of rein my craziness in like when it makes sense to I also you know go bananas a lot of the time just because it's fun and and whatever but like I I've seen you step out of your comfort comfort zone more over the years and obviously it's fine to be an introvert there's nothing wrong with that but I I think or I hope that you've gotten to experience some new cool things because of things like 18xx games and other stuff like that and with the podcast we've like met a lot of people so for me, one good example is going to conventions were very different for me before the podcast and then like after the podcast <laughs> because I, I still know used to go to conventions. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like a minor celebrity or something. But I think part of that is also because we do video content too. So then people know what I look like because with just podcasts, like still pe- people have recognized our voices. Yes, multiple but that's, times. That's less... <laughs> That's uh, more rare than, like, seeing your face and knowing you from video. <laughs> the first time my voice got recognized when I was at Meepleville here in Vegas, which was, like, it was during the first, I want to say, like, six months of the podcast. It was early. Oh, yeah. And yeah. a stranger who was, like, in Vegas from California called me out by name. And then we talked about it on the show, and I tweeted about yeah. it, and he responded to my tweet. He was like, that was me, <laughs> which yeah, was really like neat. That. But I, I was shocked. I was like, I never mm-hmm. expected that to happen. Yeah. But yeah, like, we have a bunch more friends, um, friends that we haven't met yet, which are, like, <laughs> people that listen to us and know us, but we don't know them yet. And we're going to know them after, like, playing games with them at conventions. But also, we have, like, other podcast friends that we've met through podcasting that like also do podcasts and then we share that connection with them because it's like oh you know we're editing a podcast and we could talk about how, how that's <laughs> that's fun it's really interesting because I think for whatever reason like I don't consider myself to be that big of a deal <laughs> I well, really yeah. truly like we're we, we make a board game podcast that you know a few thousand yeah. people listen to it's not <laughs> In the grand scheme of the world, we are not celebrities <laughs> by any yeah, means. I but I do recognize, because I used to have these moments with other board game content creators, that some people yeah. come up to us and think, oh my gosh, like, that's Ambie and Crystal. I don't I don't know if I should talk to them. Like, we've gotten comments from people like, oh, I was scared yeah. to come say hi. And I just, I, it's hard for me to convey to people, like, you can always come say hi to me. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're, we're not that big of a deal. Please come say hello. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I still get that with other board game content creators. Oh, yeah. Even though, like, it's like I know that it's okay, but... When, when I got to meet Rodney Smith for the first time, I was so excited and just trying to contain, like, because he's just such a nice person. Yeah, he is. And I really was just, like, we had talked through, like, Twitter and other stuff, but I'd never gotten to meet him in person, and I was really excited when I finally got to meet him. When I met him, um, he had seen some of my videos, and so, like, I, I saw him across the room, and I was too scared to, like, go say hi to him, but then he said hi to me, <laughs> and that was, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there are so many wonderful content creators, especially now, like, Four years ago, there was a lot as well, but I would say over the past four years, board game con- board game media has become more diverse and more varied and the content, mm-hmm. like it feels like there were a lot of podcasts kind of doing the same thing. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily a bad thing, but I think the type of content that's getting made now is more dynamic and interesting. And like, there's more people doing things that weren't being done before. And I think that's really neat. Yeah. Okay. I know the episode's getting long. We're, I promise we're going to wrap it up eventually. But before we do, we want to hear from you all. So we asked some of our listeners, some of our most wonderful and loyal Blitzketeers, to submit some clips to us uh, just in celebration of our anniversary. I have not listened to any of them, so I have no idea. Oh, you have No, I haven't listened to any of these. So this will be the first time I'm hearing them. And yeah, let's take a listen at what they had to say. One of her listeners wasn't able to record a clip, but she sent us some words to read. So she said, I was a new gamer when I came across Board Game Blitz, and it was fun to listen to gals talking about board games. I binge listened to the first season and was sad when I got caught up to most recent episode. But more than just the enjoyment factor, listening to Board Game Blitz was the reason I was able to go to board game conventions on my own. I'm an introvert who also had no one to go to a board game convention with. A few years ago, when it was announced that there was going to be a small 50-person BlitzCon less than 30 minutes from my house, I started thinking about going, but it was a hard choice for me. When I gave a tentative yes, I still hedged by saying if it filled up, someone else could go in my place. Ambi said she was wondering if I was going to come and was happy that I was. So when I got to the con, I at least would know that Ambi and Crystal knew my name. It was still somewhat scary for me, and I had to be a bit patient sometimes when waiting for someone to ask me to play a game, but it was a really fun time which propelled me to go again the next year when it was a bit bigger and finally to give me confidence to go by myself to Dice Tower West, which was the best gaming experience I'd ever had. I even got brave enough to pull a game from the library and put up a Player's Wanted sign. Thanks, Ambie and Crystal. Oh my gosh. Adrian. Oh, Adrian. <laughs> I love that so so much and we didn't even mention that we did blitzcon for two years like we had our own (laughs) tiny convention for a couple of years and we've gotten busy enough and other things that we haven't been able to continue it but maybe at some point in the future we'll be able to do something like that again so thanks adrian all right let's listen to all of the audio clips that got submitted congratulations to board game blitz for their fourth anniversary now traditional gifts for a fourth anniversary are fruit and flowers This doesn't seem like the best time to send that kind of gift, though. However, maybe some flowers could be sent to your Animal Crossing characters instead. Keep up the great work, ladies. Hey, this is Patrick Hillier. Board Game Blitz is one of the first podcasts I listen to when it pops into my feed because it's always fun to listen to the ladies chatting about something new and exciting with a positive spin and excitement and positivity. 
They also have a really great group of people in the uh, Patreon Slack channel that are great to interact with that bring uh, new and fun things to share. So happy anniversary. Thanks for all that you do. Hi, this is Michael from Ohio. I just wanted to say thanks for four years of shows and communities to these great ladies and everyone who has assisted them on the way. Thanks. I am so happy to wish Forking Blitz an awesome fourth anniversary. I still remember the first time I heard about Forking Blitz. Tom from the Dice Tower announced a new all-female podcast joining the Dice Tower Network. I was so excited because up until then, uh, the podcasts and videos I've been watching were really um, predominantly men. And that's not that I didn't love them and what they were doing, but I was really hoping to find a podcast that was similar to my own board game experiences. Um, that's exactly what I found with the ladies of Board Game Blitz. I love their enthusiasm for not only board games, but musicals and Star Trek. And Amity has even made 18xx games seem less intimidating. They make me laugh every episode and they truly felt like kindred spirits. And I'm so lucky to have been able to hang out with them and the amazing Board Game Blitz community. Congrats again on four years and can't wait to see what comes next for you guys. Hi, Ambie and Crystal. This is Matt from Pittsburgh. Just wanted to congratulate you on uh, four years of Board Game Blitz. I really like the format and I'm glad that I can listen to it in less time than it takes to go get takeout for the fourth time that week. Thanks and congratulations. I started listening to Board Game Blitz about two years ago, and now I truly look forward to listening to Ambie and Crystal discuss board games in less time than it takes to write and record a review of how much I enjoy their podcasts and the wonderful community they've created around it. My family enjoyed meeting Crystal and other Blitzketeers at PAX Unplugged. I even got the opportunity to play Crystal's favorite, Battlestar Galactica, with my son and some other Blitzketeers. All thanks to the connections I made through the Board Game Blitz Slack channel. Thank you so much and keep up the great work. Greetings, Blitzketeers. This is Mike Rudman, and I've been a loyal listener since the early days of the show. I'd like to congratulate Ambie and Crystal on four fantastic years of Board Game Blitz. There's an overwhelming amount of board game content out there, but Board Game Blitz has truly stood out from the pack for me. Above all, Ambie and Crystal are such sincere, enthusiastic ambassadors for our hobby. Not only do they provide helpful and entertaining game news, reviews, and recommendations, but they're so humble and gracious with their listeners. I can't wait to see what the next four years will bring. Thank you for bringing joy to so many people. Hey folks, this is Rachel, and your Blitz-sized podcast inspired me to write some Blitz-sized poems. Podcast app opened. Hooray, a new board game Blitz! Smash that play button. Fun board game stories plus a metamology keeps me company. Ambient crystal, positive, energetic. My smile and biggins. Not just a podcast, a lovely community built on fun and smiles. Congratulations on four amazing years. Okay, wow. So uh, I know you all just heard all of those things back to back, uh, as did I. <laughs> and I'm crying a little. Um... Our community is one of the best things that has come out of this show. Mm-hmm. We, not just our Patreon supporters, because obviously no, we do not, like, we don't require anyone give money to the show to be a Blitzketeer. Like, you're, if you're, if you're, if you listen to the show, you're a Blitzketeer. But um, we get to talk more frequently with the people in our Slack channel. And we've gotten to know 
these people over the years and they've honestly they've become friends and I care about them and I appreciate them and they 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 give us ideas they help support us they cheer us on and I mean you all just heard that I I can't Ambi speak I can't do it <laughs> I've lost words this is what it's come to I, I never can't speak <laughs> thank you everyone for supporting us um yeah uh, i mean i already listened to them beforehand but but listening to them again too like it was just very happy made me very happy to hear that um like like it's exciting that what we just did this little podcast and then we reached so many people and like i don't know we wanted to cause good things to happen. And mm-hmm. we have. <laughs> and Yay, success. <laughs> I mean, that's literally, that's all we ever wanted from this. That's, we mm-hmm. wanted to contribute something meaningful and positive to the board game community. And I'm so honored that you all listen to our show and that you're out there and just, come talk to us on Twitter or Facebook or our guild or our Slack channel after this episode and just make like, I just, I want to hear from all of you. Come say hi. (laughs) I love you all so much. And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Grey Fox Games. Raid villages, sack castles, and lead your Vikings to glory in Reavers of Midgard. Available now at your friendly local game store or at greyfoxgames.com. Grey Fox Games. Quality games, cleverly crafted. Did you know you can support our show and get cool perks for as little as $1 a month? Become a patron to listen to unedited episodes and join our private Slack channel, which lets you chat with us and other bookstores directly. Head to patreon.com slash boardgamelist to become a patron today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mount. Board Game Blitz is part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, I'm believing. Game on. Bye, everyone. Bye. Some of our loyal, loyal people. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I just, I'm going to start that whole thing over. Our loyal, loyal people. Like what, what is that? All right. One of our listeners wasn't able to record a pod or a podcast. <laughs> yeah. We a asked all of our listeners podcast. to make their own podcast. <laughs> but she sent us some words <laughs> Become a patron to listen to an edited the <laughs> Hello and welcome to- <laughs> Well I don't know what I said, it wasn't welcome, it was like welcome. <laughs> welcome. Okay. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I still have more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Why is everyone so wonderful? <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you complaining about that? No, I'm not. I just, it's too much. Okay, sorry. Okay, last one. It's time for the alliteration puzzle. Last episode, we asked you to retheme a two-player game with camels for someone who is going for a casual run but keeps hopping off the ground. What game was that, Ambi? That was Jumping Jogger Jiper. It sure was. And we are going to say we're going to end 
the alliteration puzzles with this episode. Um, we haven't gotten as many uh, answer submissions recently. So we, um, if you all like the alliteration puzzles at the end of the episode, you should definitely let us know and then we'll bring it back. But we're going to remove this from the end of the episode because y'all just, you can listen to the bloopers. That's good enough on its own, right? I don't, eh, eh, I don't know. So that's it, folks.